Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. Let's listen on and find out. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Sides. And this week my guest is the very lovely Harry Stacchini. I met him many years ago. We briefly talk about it in the podcast, but it's a gig where we both did well in adverse situations because we were supposed to be doing like tryout middle spots and the opener who's being paid a, a professional wage didn't turn up he went to the wrong gig so he ended up doing a middle spot we opened i went first harry went after we had a cracking opening section we didn't get any money we didn't get booked again so <laughs> nice that's comedy for you now we talk about a lot of things so Har- harry's working as a uh, teacher and has been through the lockdown a teacher of sorts he's uh, i mean you'll hear about it he works with kids with uh, behavioral issues and that sort of thing uh, and there's some very funny stories that come from it you know some quite dark humor but then i think you know that's the thing when you're working in a dark situation you have to find the humor in it otherwise we'll just lose our minds Oh, just for the sake of context, uh, we talk about uh, Harry's tangerine at one point, and th- there was a bit previously where we mentioned the fact that he was holding his microphone during the record, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't peel his tangerine. That's that's what we're talking about. He was, he was holding his microphone because I've I've removed that bit from the start. He talks about making documentaries and what essentially was a, a waste of time, but you know it wasn't. It sounds like it's really interesting. It's a real shame that that's not coming out. Hopefully. One day that guy will turn around and change his mind about not wanting it to come out because I think I'd quite like to see that. It sounds like he's working on some really interesting projects. There's a TV show that he's writing. Did he say he's doing a TV show? I think so. He's writing a script anyway. I don't know if it's for a film or a TV show. He probably said, and I've probably just forgotten, but it sounds incredible, like absolutely amazing. So hopefully that comes to fruition. You'll hear about that. Spend quite a lot of time talking about his school work work in school because you know it's, it's a big thing that he's doing at the minute and it's also led to the creation of the staff room podcast which i mean again you'll hear about it i don't need to tell you about it now but i would say that is well worth checking out it's very very good indeed while we're talking about how little kids are impressed by impressive feats these days because they've all got technology and that sort of thing we talked briefly about i think that was the order that we went in we talked briefly about World War Two and prisoners of war, and I, I mentioned that my granddad was a prisoner of war and he escaped. I got the story wrong a little bit. There was nothing to do with Japan involved whatsoever, but he did escape with a friend, and they made it to a train station where they got caught by the Germans and sent back to the camp. I found this out, gave my dad a shout, and asked him what the actual story was. Yeah, so he did escape, and it turns out he was at Stalag Eight B in Poland, which is, uh, and I've, uh, that led to me finding his prisoner prisoner of war number and all sorts it's it's amazing and he was also part of the long march which i didn't know was a thing before and now i do so i'm gonna i'm gonna do some reading into that it sounds really interesting i may talk about that at greater length in the future speaking of uh, the the staff room podcast i know quite a lot of teachers and if any of you are listening to this or if you're just a teacher and you're listening to this and you've got some sort of funny stories uh like you know stuff that stuff that you'd love to tell but 
you can't for the sake of uh, losing your job basically harry's podcast is all about telling the stories of teachers but it's anonymous it's completely anonymous and there's some sort of funny stories in there which again you'll you'll hear harry talk about so you'll get sort of an idea of what it is but if you do want to get in touch and send in a story then i really think you should for his podcast you can email at staffroompod at gmail.com i'll put all the links to these things in the podcast description oh one of my favorite things from the entire podcast as well is that we find out about his secret brother michael it's incredible and it's right at the end so you've got to listen through so there you go it's a great podcast it's really fun i love harry he's a lovely bloke and i look forward to gigging with him again soon so uh let's not hang about shall we let's get into the podcast enjoy hello mate hi si. how are you doing my uh dog has just walked into the room not realizing the fact my girlfriend's just gone for a run so he's he's he seems a bit lost without her yeah just stay over there mate be all right yeah how are you doing yeah good man how are you doing I'm good, thank you. Yeah, Not bad cool. at all. I've, um, I'm on a half term at this moment in time. Yeah, um, so I was going to say, so, you're, you're a teacher, right? Yeah, well, effectively, I'm a, a one-to-one, like a a learning support. Um, oh, okay. So I work, I work one-to-one with kids that have got like behaviour problems, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, I would, uh, my mum and dad were saying to me over the pandemic, like, maybe do your PGCE. And then I was like, there's no chance I'm doing it. What, so, what's that? Yeah. Is that a teacher thing? Yeah, fully qualified, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, I think because the amount of people that I've spoken to who are on the other side of the fence, i.e. fully qualified teachers that are either, uh, you know, 10 years into career, two years into it, um, that are just like, it's not necessarily what they thought it was yeah. going to be. Um, it just makes me think, well, I don't see myself working in schools for, you know, forever. Yeah. So the amount of time and money it would cost to get yourself into that position. And then on top of that, the hours and potentially stress, um, I'm just like, mm, I'll give that a swerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know quite a few people who started it and then gone, it's not for me. Yeah. And like they've gone I, through all know, the qualifications um, and everything. Take, take the mick out of it, but you know, like I, I, the reason I do my job is because I get to finish at three. You know, <laughs> like, that's that's the great side of it. It's yeah. just, um, I'm out the door. It's like, and six weeks holiday. Teach. Yeah, 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 six weeks holiday, I get paid throughout the holidays. It's all, it's all gravy. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you know what? I might look into it. That seems like hey, a good idea. Hey, TAing. If you've got patience, you know, and um, I I tend to kind of give it to the kids as well as much as they give it to me. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, I, this happened a while ago, but some lad called me a loser. Um, he, was, he was like, you're a loser. And um, I just said, if you call me that again, I will spend the entire day holding your hand around school <laughs> right, and we'll be losers together. And um, he just shot up like very, very quickly. That's amazing. Um, so it's stuff like that where I... I think because I'm not afraid of getting sacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, do you know what? If we lose one on a school trip, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good attitude. That is, uh, I take that. Thing is, I, I'm not great with authority anyway, so I tend to take that attitude to most things. So if someone, if like a boss is a dick, then I won't be afraid to tell him like to shut up. And then chances are they'll end up liking me for it. It's yeah, just generally yeah. how it works. It's um, it's it's bizarre. And I think every teacher is different. Everyone's got a different style. I I've rarely flipped my lid. Yeah. Um, but like, whereas the teacher might say, think about how you make other people feel if a student's done something. Um, I'll be like, I'm like, you're acting like an idiot. You know, 
And it's like, you do, you make yourself unlikable. And if you make yourself unlikable, then no one's going to want to teach you. And then you're going to be really angry at 16 and probably even worse at 18. And then your future is going to be pretty bleak. And they're just like, <laughs> all right, okay. I'm like, so maybe just, you know, shut up and listen to what I'm telling you, what the other people are. Because believe it or not, we're, we're not trying to trip you up, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're actually trying to help you. But, you know, if you're sat there going, oh my God, this is so hard. It was like, you're going to be overdrawn your entire life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's brutal, but funny. That is also yeah, it's, very true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Th- those are the sort of things that I remember being told by teachers when I was in school. And the thing is, when you're a kid, you you think you know better, but you don't. Mm. That's the uh, so. If any children are listening to this, uh, first of all, I don't know why, because uh, you shouldn't be. There's, I've I've already said a swear word, but you know. You, you don't know better. That's that, that's ultimately mm. what it is. I don't, I, I, there's some adults that don't even know better. But no, the, the I, I, I by the way, I don't know if you if you started this yet. Um, oh yeah, the whole thing's staying in. Yeah. All right, cool. I was speaking to someone recently about the fact that they water things down to for kids to a point that I don't think kids find it interesting. Right. Yeah. And the example that I gave this person was they do a lot on online safety, which I think is great. Right. Yeah. I think it's fantastic, but they'll teachers will use terms like, um, or just phrases that will say like, uh, there's people out there with bad intentions, right? Right. Bad intentions can mean anything, you know, absolutely anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I'm not saying, you know, we need to get, you know, a survivor in who's been molested and be like, tell the class out what happened to you. But I do think by telling kids, there's people out there who find children attractive, right? And will try to sexually exploit them. That there makes your ears prick up. You know? uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, rather than it just be like, there's people out there with bad intentions. And they do a lot of online safety stuff where the the kids, you can see them almost be a bit like, I'm listening to this for the sixth, seventh time. Yeah. Um, but they're almost so bored. And I just, I'm not saying you have to terrify them but just maybe give them uh, an outline of the danger. But specifically, like, you know, um, it's like saying there's more chance of you getting kidnapped. One, because you're smaller, uh, you know, you can fit in a boot of a car. And two, you're not as strong. <laughs> so, you know, just like, just be aware at this moment in time, you're prime real estate. Um, so <laughs> don't walk home on your own and uh, maybe don't add people online who, uh, you know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, the person that I spoke to was like, I can see your point. Maybe just, you know, think about your phrasing. I was like, yeah, obviously I'm not just going to walk in there and be like, right, there's people out there, kids. Yeah. Who, yeah. You know, are going to try and snatch you up. There's but, nonsense um, on the loose. Yeah. Nonsense on the loose. Exactly. Put your hand up kids. If you know what the word nonce means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think because when I was a kid, I was spoken to like a 45 year old man from the age of nine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it did me any harm because it wasn't like things were said to scare me. It just uh, just made you aware of certain things. Yeah. So, you know, when some kids that are like so innocent and you go like, you're, you, you know, you're so easily led or uh, they're gullible to things, you think that's that's where people take advantage of you. Yeah. So, you know, what way to start the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> online safety for kids. Um. <laughs> and uh, they'll be listening to this online. So, yeah. Yeah. God, who, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comedian i swear <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he works with kids jesus <laughs> christ um i do i'm top goal scorer in year six it's great um amazing that's the only time i get to play football now is with key stage two my football days with from uni that was the last time i played with adults and um yeah all the kids say to me sir can you not hit it so hard it's <laughs> like uh I'd, i'll be honest i put like 30 percent on that david yeah. okay <laughs> do you ever go in too hard for a tackle and just sort of kick him across the 
playing field. No, there's one lad in particular who he has a real bad attitude and throws his weight around on other people. Right. And I don't throw all my weight in on him, but when he goes in on me, like I stand my ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let him bounce off. He's kind of bounced off me a few times, being a bit like, you can't do that. And it's like, <laughs> I can, because I've got a lanyard. <laughs> yeah, that is the, uh, the all-important lanyard. People forget about that. Exactly. Yeah. What do you do, Sam? I'm interested. Uh, well, currently I work in Screwfix. Okay, yeah. in the actual in the store. Yes, yeah. That place every time I go in uh, seems totally magical for the fact that that it's like Argos. You know, you don't know how big the back space is. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, in my mind, I see it going like you've got to get on like a little uh, chairlift that almost fires you down the, <laughs> the aisles, and then you know you go and get whatever it is. But um, what's what is it like behind the counter? Oh, it's exactly like that. It's uh, have you ever seen films that involve Santa's Grotto? It's just that there's little, yeah. Uh, yeah there's we've got um, we've got elves back there, uh, just, elves. just making screws, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's cool. Go back there, you whip them a bit. Yeah. Occasionally make them a tea, I, keep them sweet, you know. But yeah, yeah. it's like a manly Argos screw fix. That's exactly um, what it is. Yeah, yeah. You can only go in there if you've got shorts on. Yeah, the best thing about <laughs> it is, uh, like you say, nobody knows what's back there. So sometimes you'll be serving someone because, like, you'll you'll serve and go. And pick their order as well. Uh, so you say, oh, I'll be back in a minute. I'll just go and get that. And you just, just go and walk off. <laughs> the warehouse isn't that <laughs> yeah. big. Just go on, go on your phone for a minute. Have a little <laughs> chat. Yeah, we've not got that. Yeah, they've got no idea how, how far into the warehouse you've gone. Do you ever get any like really shirty customers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one yesterday, actually. Because when you're collecting an order, if they've paid by PayPal, we need to check their ID. And uh, yesterday, a woman was coming in and I said, oh, you, you, you need the ID for this address. And she was like, I ain't got it. I said, well, you need it. She's like, but I, no, no one's asked me before. I was like, well, they, they should have and they would have. Yeah. Like, you're, you're like, and she was just kicking off and she's like, no, you give me the effing order. And I was like, no. Cause, and I was like, I'll, I'll lose my job and potentially get fined. And she's like, well, you won't. I, like, I definitely will, actually. That's, it's like, it's very corporate, is Screwfix. I, really? I, I quite like that nature of it. Yeah. It's all like everything that is beyond my reach is out of my hands so there's nothing I can do about it so it's quite nice to be able to say like oh well you know I mean it yeah I literally can't do anything yeah um that's that's yeah that I suppose there's freedom in that yeah it's nice I uh I I, I worked in customer service briefly uh on a call center desk and um oh yeah mate I this is what I mean I'd rather work with kids because in a sense you know it's a shorter day okay and yeah. there's a playtime in between um but customers, when they're kicking off, I was just like, I don't care enough, you know, to 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 have you scream at me about the fact your toilet's blocked, yeah, okay, and that you need someone out to it. And in the end, the blockage was actually on the road rather than on the. It was a petrol station, so oh, right. essentially, some guy rang me saying my petrol station toilet blocked. I was, I was like, right, someone's been round. It's actually the highway agency who need to look at it. And then he rang me again and was like, no, you need to do it. And I was like, well, I'm not the highway agency, so. Um, you know, we're kind of at, uh, we're, we're at an end here. We can't go any further. Yeah. And then like 45 minutes later, um, my manager spoke to him. Uh, I've not hung up. We were on the phone for 45 minutes. Right? Really? Um, yeah. Oh, he's a proper dick. His name's Gary. His name? <laughs> Gary. You know, he, he manages like six shell sites in the Midlands. And um, I've thought about driving a car through the shop and hitting him. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he, oh, he's a proper dickhead. But um, he spoke to my manager and she said the exact same thing I've said. And then he was like, all right, okay, no worries. And it was just like that, you know, getting that higher level yeah, of approval yeah, yeah. just to make sure that I wasn't fobbing him off. Yeah. Um, 
But then there was no apology, you know, nothing like that. But, you know, he probably took it out on his kids when he got home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's, uh, I, I have that as well, is uh, people's, people will ask to speak to a manager and they'll say they'll tell you exactly the same as I did. And then they'll say, oh, I want to speak to someone higher. So I'll go and get them and they'll say something verbatim. Uh, mm. And uh, and they'll go, all right, yeah. Yeah, exactly, just fob it off. Yeah, like if I just told them I was a manager, they'd, they'd go, oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? But then uh, yeah. I don't, don't want to get done for fraud. <laughs> But yeah, I, I've got the tea bag she sent me. What are you rocking at this moment in time? Have you got a brew on the go? I have, yeah, I've got. Now, I don't know how to pronounce this and I've had it on the uh, podcast a few times. People have pronounced it differently. I'm going to say Roybush. Is, is that a centre half for uh, uh, um, some Russian side? That is that? A, <laughs> some some know it as a Ruibus. Oh, okay. Roy, okay. Roybush. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Damo Clark on it. And he kept pronouncing it Roy Bush, and uh, I'm I now confidently say Roy Bush because of him. So Roy Bush, well, yeah. I foolishly threw away the wrapper of mine, but I tell you what, I've got a little tag on the end here because oh yeah, this is I said I sent you a picture of me brew, didn't I? You while did. I was brewing, saying this is a whole new world to me because I'm not really a tea type of guy, but uh, you know I'm I'm open to trying new things, and uh, I like the fact that you've got a the little bit of string. To my understanding, you kind of loop that around the handle. That's it. Right? Yeah. See, yeah, see, I'm, you know, this is uh, not my first rodeo, um, but I, I've got tea pigs and uh, oh, nice. lem- the lemon and ginger is Ooh, the flavour. Yeah, um, and it's good, you know, it's very good. Usually, I'm a, I'm a coffee man. Yeah, but, um, I'm enjoying the lemon and ginger. Yeah, well, that's the thing about herbal teas is people that say they don't like tea have just had like English breakfast, and uh, yeah. they're mental anyway because English breakfast tea is delightful. But there's a whole whole <laughs> world of tea out there that people just aren't experiencing. And, I know uh, you got to get loose with it, like the leaf, you know. Um, yeah. Uh. But the uh, <laughs> the bit that got me with this is the lemon and ginger. I just thought of a stir fry, and um, it that's, that's while I'm drinking it, that's like well, the flavours that are kind of coming back to me. Is yeah, it? yeah, it's some some oriental smokiness. Yeah, there's one that I had on. I've had it a few times on here, uh, but I had it with Cole Donnelly on the first episode, and uh, it's a turmeric tea from Twinings, and. We decided that it tasted like a Christmas ramen. Like right, okay, that's combined the flavors like the spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it combined the flavors of ramen and Christmas, uh, and therefore it's a Christmas ramen. And if you tried it with that in mind, you would go, "That is a Christmas ramen." It's very much. Uh, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a Christmas ramen. But... It, there's not, but they. Oh, there's not. Right. No, okay. they've made it. <laughs> they've made it in the form of a turmeric tea. <laughs> So where did the idea come from then to get the podcast with comedians in tea? Like, well, I wanted to have a podcast because I just wanted an outlet and a reason to talk to loads of comedians uh, and and other people. I've had like actors and a taxidermy dealer who's a friend of mine, uh, but is a great improviser as well. Uh, right, okay, sort of <laughs> musicians that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to have a podcast, have an, have an outlet, so more people would know who I was, largely, and. <laughs> I like tea and I wanted an angle for the podcast and I'd been I just finished watching the uh, last series of comedians in cars getting coffee and I was like I'm gonna do the British version of that and uh, yeah here we are yeah except we're not in a car you're on a sofa and I'm on a desk chair but we're still doing it you know yeah 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 much more comfortable (laughs) yeah yeah I like the uh is it you you sat in your lounge I am yeah yeah it's got some nice neutral tones going on yeah 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's quite a relaxed sort of vibe in here. Oh yeah, yeah. That's nice. Where about you? Where about you? You you live? Well, uh, I'll say Southend because uh, Southend. Yeah, right, yeah. We don't want people showing up. Um, <laughs> no, well, no. Just uh, if I tell you where it is, then you'll go. Where's that? And then I'll have to say Southend anyway. Right. Because I believe me and you met at a Spiky Mike gig, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, I think the first time was that it's a House of Comedy, was it? No, it wasn't House of Comedy. It was um, for for Trevor. Yeah, um, Trevor. Uh, what's his name? And uh, I'm thinking it was in the Midlands, but maybe it wasn't. It could have been. Well, it was. It's like Peterborough away. Right. Okay. So, yeah, sort of in that direction. A few years ago, though. It was a few years ago, yeah, a good few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, d- I don't know if you remember, because I was thinking about this. Well, I think about it all the time, actually, because uh, this is a, a classic gig booking situation, because the opening act for that gig, uh, got he went to the wrong gig, and I ended up having to open. Like, we moved the middle section to the start, and then right. you, you and I went first, and I opened. And, uh, and I did quite well, and he's never booked me since. <laughs> um that's uh that's the world of comedy isn't it you yeah know? um she's gonna classic. have like an okay gig and it's like yeah you storm that and yeah, yeah. An absolute stormer and it's like yeah we need to see more um yeah not quite not quite got or, over the line or in, or in his case an, an absolute stormer and he went no <laughs> yeah no, oh, no okay. not, not at all yeah you're never coming back i, I you, saved your ass I, <laughs> I can't even remember the the promoter so they didn't they didn't invite me back either no you must have just totally you know shat all over the opening section of the yeah show. yeah 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 we had a good time that's all that matters yeah yeah and yeah. now we are drinking tea um and chatting yeah cool. lovely because did we i'm trying to think because we've only gigged together like a handful of times if that oh yeah definitely no i Not think many. um did you do jacob paulie's gig there was like a fundraiser that he was doing uh, no i never I've, I've, I've gigged with jacob i've not gigged for jacob oh. he's a nice guy though jacob i like him yeah lovely guy um i watched this show falaraki yeah very good he's coming on here at some point he's a, he's a dad now isn't he that was he is yeah yeah busy um, busy lad uh, yeah, yeah off the back of edinburgh I'm, he, i don't, i didn't even i'm not overly close with jacob but um you know friendly with him and uh when I watched his show in, uh, in edinburgh we did falaraki there was no like mention at all that he was you know a, um a, a dad to be, um, because it was. It seems literally months after Edinburgh, his, uh, yeah. his baby baby girl was born. Is it uh, where is it, what's it like where you are weather wise? Because oh yeah, I was going to ask you actually. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this in my office and uh, it is uh, it is warm, very yeah. very warm today. I uh, for some reason, and I'm sure it wasn't the case last year, but uh, my upstairs is much warmer than downstairs, so I'm actually. In a reasonable temperature, but it, it is quite hot out. Uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing shorts. Nice, that's yeah. uh, good. Some good dexterity there, getting that leg up that high. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've uh, I've only got about a foot of space in front of me as well, so I don't know how I did that. Uh, <laughs> I, I may suffer as a result of that later on. <laughs> well, I, I imagine, have you spoken to a lot of comedians about lockdown and stuff like that? Like, I don't want to talk about the stuff that you've had on yeah. previously. No, so. well, it's different for everyone, isn't it? Well, is it because <laughs> a lot of the time with comedians, it's uh, what you've been up to. Not a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but you've been you've been teaching, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in work pretty much like as as of normal. The first lockdown, I was at one day a week, um, and I was losing my mind a bit when that was yeah. happening um, because essentially just before COVID, I was going to quit my job 
um, and go on to do comedy full time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when that wasn't the case, I was like, all right, okay. Um, and I realized people lost relatives and stuff like that. So yeah, I yeah. can empathize, but you know, at the same time I did lose a dream people. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I can tell you which one's more fun. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. but as time's gone on, like things have started to look a little bit more hopeful, which is good. But, uh, yeah, I was, I lost my mind in the first lockdown around June. And yeah. I was just, I, just like getting a bit of cabin fever. Um, you know, so I had to start reading. I, I read a book on World War II POWs that were in a Japanese camp. And right. um, immediately I thought things aren't that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These fellas are fighting off like dysentery, starvation. And, uh, you know, I was sat in 25 degree heat in Salford, wafting away a bee. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I realized, yeah, I can't really bitch and moan. Um, and then from that point on, I I was writing every day. So like I was, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and like when I'm doing, when I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing. Um, so I do about two to three hours a day. Um, wow. Just pulling apart sets or writing scripts, and you know, I had like three things on the go, but kind of rotated, so I wasn't getting bored. Uh, yeah. That's an orange, by the way. Just so you're like, what's he got in his hand? Is that a stress ball? Is he? How's he coping? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a tangerine. <laughs> Um, are, you, are you using it as a stress ball? I was going to eat it, and then when we started, I thought, well, I can't peel it while we're chatting. Um, yeah, you would struggle. That would be really impressive, you know. Imagine if I had toes long enough to do it. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, well, I could do re- it. I've got hands free, yeah. as previously <laughs> discussed. Pass it through the webcam. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was writing a lot, and then I think the biggest disappointment throughout the whole COVID thing for me, really selfishly, was, I'd started making a documentary, right, which was uh, about a, a guy that I knew who lost his eyesight when he was 14. Um, wow. And he, uh, he, like, his life went completely off the the rails. Uh, and he's 22 now. Um, and he's at college, he's at university in Liverpool. He does um, psychology and nutrition. And he's, he's very much kind of got his life back on track. And he had a very, you know, eventful, um, what, seven years. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, seven year time period. And um I was documenting that within like a ten minute short. Um and he was the guy that I was doing it about was so keen for it all the way throughout the project. He'd seen snippets of it, he really liked it. And editing is quite a time consuming yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, process. So I I think all in I must have banked well over hundred hours on it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, a good chunk of time. And then um around October time, he uh, basically just got cold feet and was like, I don't think I want the film going out. Um, And I'd had him sign a disclosure form and uh, a release form. So effectively, legally, I could do it. Um, But morally, I was a bit like, you know, if there was money on the line, it it might be a harder decision to make. But I thought, this is the first thing I'm putting out as as an independent, you know. So I wouldn't want to go out on a note that is... um, yeah, you know, tarnished in a sense because yeah. if if it got a decent amount of attraction and then they found out that oh the person that it's actually about didn't want it released, I would yeah. just look an absolute swine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought, you know, the only thing I'm going to lose is the time. But at the same time, I was doing sweet FA anyway. Um, yeah. If I wasn't doing that, so uh, it was a tough pill to swallow for about two three days. And then um, yeah, after that, I was like, right, what can I do? And that's when I set up my podcast. So um, oh yeah, nice. Yeah. I've not had a bad, bad 2020 or 2021. Um, if anything, yeah. things are starting to feels like there's a lot of hope in the air. That's that's what I think. Yeah, anyway. it really does. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm in a buoyant mood most days, and I'm I'm rarely someone that kind of mopes about. 
unless it's um, you know before I start reading books about POWs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I think my granddad was in a in a prisoner of war camp in Japan. Really? Yeah, maybe. Or he, that's insane. He, he escaped and he got to a. Now I think I I think I mistell this story because I asked my dad about it a little while ago and he corrected me. But I'm sure he he escaped from the prisoner of war camp and got to a train station and uh, got picked up there. Wow. So like, uh, but this is in Japan. I think th- either he was. I didn't know the British fought in Japan. No. Well, either he got to. There was Japanese people involved. I know that much. Oh, you mate, you'll have to find that out because that is. It, I love stuff like that. Um, yeah. A teacher at my school whose granddad was part of the Great Escape. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. And it's like, I think when you're kind of going back to kids and stuff like that, she was explaining this to the kids and they just looked so not asked. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. you don't realize how big a piece of history that is, especially within, you know, Br- you know, Britain and whatnot. Yeah. But these kids were just like, does he play Fortnite? She's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The guys just escaped. Well, yeah, they all got captured again. But um, yeah, very, very, uh, very, very impressive. She brought like a little folder in of some letters that he wrote and stuff like that and some pictures of inside the camp. And I was like mesmerized. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, That's the sort of thing where like kids, they just don't know. Again, like we were saying, uh, kids, kids don't know better. They don't know what they're missing Mm. until like years later, they'll probably have a little memory and go, I wish I paid attention to that. That sounded fascinating. There was, they had um, a guy come into the school um, who climbed Mount Everest, right? Wow. And before he started doing these like mad jobs um, or challenges, should I say, he used to be uh, an ammunitionist. I don't know if that's the right, basically used to build bombs and bullets and all the rest of it. Oh, okay. um, Wow. For the the army. Um, And then he got to a point where he was like, I'm glad you added like, for the army because otherwise, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, just yeah. For, for private organisations. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just Hobbyists. selling them at a local local market. Yeah. Um, <laughs> da- Danny, homemade Alpe, bullets. Uh... Anybody? Homemade <laughs> bullets. Um, three for a pound. Um, he, um, yeah, he's mid thirties now. This guy, and he got to a point where he was like, he, "My job is not making any positive impact on the world whatsoever." So um, he was like, "Why am I doing this?" hung up the um you know the 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 gun making factory whatever you want to call it yeah. and started doing like these mad challenges so he climbed Everest and that was one of them and then when he came into the school uh, the lad I was working with who at the time was uh didn't have a lot of positive role models in his life um and you know very very difficult behavior and you know um yeah just a bit of a, a bit of a tear away right yeah i'd um i'd I'd worked with the lad for a bit. So like he understood me and I understood him and I, I briefed him on the fact that this person was coming in because like new arrivals can kind of be a little bit like, you know, suspect at times. Right. But if I say they're all right, then nine times out of 10, he's like, all right, cool. You know, if you've, yeah, if you've yeah, okay, yeah. then it's, it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so I said, this guy's coming in who's um, climbed Mount Everest. And he was like, all right, did he get to the top? And I said, uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure if he got to the top. And he went, well, if he didn't get to the top, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just remember thinking, fuck it, you've probably not even been up Snowden, you know what I mean? And this yeah, yeah, the base yeah. camp is like 17,000 feet. And this guy had a whole presentation of like clips and everything. And it was it was like I was mesmerized by it. But again, like some of the kids were just like, he was like, Jesus Christ, you yeah. know what I mean? This guy's incredible. Literally showing you, you know, light bulb, you're not live footage, but 
his personal footage on stood on top of the highest mountain in the world yeah. and like dressing up the the dangers of the of the the, the death zone so to speak yeah and the kids were just like when's break and just like, <laughs> Christ almighty you know oh man tiny little heathens yeah yeah it's like we should maybe we should all climb it and then just leave about four of you there yeah 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 <laughs> you'll have a story to tell when you're older and yeah. and you'll have learned some respect yeah yeah when's break time when you get off the mountain that's when it yeah, is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you find um, your way back this is what i mean this is why i can't i can't work in a school forever because I, I can't deal with um well i can deal with it i just i know i can't tolerate it forever you know yeah. um like parents that fail to acknowledge that the kid has a, a behavior problem that's yeah. like oh my god or even worse the ones that self-diagnose their kids with like autism or yeah, yeah, ADHD yeah, yeah. and you're just like you, if you stick that on them that doesn't excuse their behavior you no know? of course um and it's like well i've googled it it's like okay good luck with that uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i had uh so uh, i used to work in a music shop and there was this kid that used to come in and he'd just run around and sort of like grab everything, hit everything. And it was a twat. And uh, his mum used to come in with him and he was so rude to her, like all the time. I always just thought, what a little prick. And um, he uh, like he, he came in at some point and he started sort of picking symbols up and moving them about. And I was like, can you can you not do that? Because like, I'm going to have to put them all back and clean them. And uh, And his mum went... Oh, sorry. Uh, it's just it's just like that because he's got OCD, and I was like, "It's not." And it's what? What are you right. talking about? Like OCD? That's I not an OCD excuse. Was like where they like things in a certain spot, and you know, yeah, they, they have little rituals. But it wasn't even that though. No. Yeah. It was just a dickhead. Yeah, he's got OCD. So he, he he may have some element of OCD, but he ultimately is a prick. No, he's got sticky hands. That's what he's got. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think you'd ever have kids? Yeah. Yeah, I believe I would. Yeah. How old are you yeah. anyway, saying? Thirty-five. Thirty-five fucking hell. Do you know uh, what I had um you don't look thirty-five at all. Um oh, thank you. and I say that because do you know do you know an actor called David Eagle? Uh, I know the name. He's he basically he's a very funny lad. Um he's a folk musician, professional folk singer, uh plays in like a, a trio uh, okay. and a comedian. Um started back in two thousand and eighteen, but I had him on the podcast yesterday, right? Um, yeah. you should actually get him on yours. He's he's great, he's a funny guy and he's, okay. he's you know full of stories but essentially he's a blind musician and comedian right right um and he said to me yesterday he was 35 and i was like, again i thought the guy was like late 20s you know yeah, maybe yeah. early 30s but um you don't look 35 and and so does david eagle he doesn't look 35 but your listeners aren't gonna know who david is unless you listen to uh you know uh his podcast or uh you know my podcast <laughs> yeah go and listen to yours yeah sure yeah how, i mean how, how old are you uh 47 yeah yeah, you look it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 20, uh, 26. I'm 27 in August. Oh, well, you look 47, so that is... I look, you fuck, you, you bought that, you bought me as a 40. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice. Um, no, yeah. no, I, I knew, you, I, I knew you were younger than me. Yeah. yeah. Would you um, uh, Would you have, have young ones? Uh, I, that sounds I weird. Would, but I wouldn't would have them for probably the next six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my dad was 38 when he had me. Right. Yeah. And uh, my mom was 35, which back then was like, you know, this is probably not wise that you have a baby. Okay? Yeah. But uh, it's fine. You know, I uh, I was the, the last to be born. And after that, my mom was like, enough's enough. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think if I would have kids, it would just be later on in life. And I think because having worked with kids for the past, you know, three, 
three and a half years. And before that, I was coaching in schools and stuff. So okay. I've, I've spent a lot of time working around kids. Um, yeah. But m- more so in the, you know, recently anyway, with kids that have like serious behavior problems. Um, my mind always drifts to what if you've got a kid that does have, you know, like a, just a, a really shit attitude or something like yeah. that. And I understand environment plays a big part in a kid's upbringing. But at the end of the day, they're still your responsibility. So yeah, absolutely. Um, at the moment, that responsibility is like a dog is enough right now, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> when I'm 35, like you'll only have like four years left. <laughs> so <laughs> that could be freedom after that, you know. I might be like, you know, no kids, no dog. Um, yeah, yeah. It's too I'll late just now. be the yeah. I'll just be the uncle that shows up and. Uh, you know, t- tells all the other parents like, "Hey, I went water skiing the other day," and they're just yeah. like, "We we've, we've not been out the house in weeks." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Mick Jagger had a kid at like seventy or something like that. Yeah, but that's Ronnie Mick Woods, Jagger. One of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who who the fuck is going to want to uh, shag me at seventy yeah. odd? I mean, you know that hey, guy. Man, you know, you never know. Uh, if you look, hey, if mate, you look forty seven <laughs> now, then you'll look uh, you'll look at least one hundred and forty by then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's daft having a kid if you're a man in your seventies having a child. I mean, yeah, if you're not going to see it even reach pubescence, yeah. then yeah, that's like what, what you're going to get it for your your, your tenth. It's tenth birthday, an, an invitation to the wake. You know, like. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's more so now. People have kids later on in life, but I I yeah see myself being a dad definitely, but I don't see it being for a while. Yeah. And uh, will it be with your girlfriend or do you intend to move on? <laughs> uh, I, do, I, do you know what? I see. I definitely see it with Poppy. Um, I've got no... Uh, we've been together eight years, me and my girlfriend. Man. Have we've you? been together a long time. Yeah, yeah. Blimey. Um, Since you're 18? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Only long-term relationship I've had. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. Um, and, Bef- and before my, that, that'd be I, weird. <laughs> yeah. Bit, there was a few along also, the way, also, but she didn't find out about them. Dur- uh, yeah, during that. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah. They, they all left me. Um <laughs> But yeah, like I, when we first got together, it was, there was no um, big expectation for us both to be like, you know, kind of that, like the one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just like, we'll just see what happens. And uh, yeah, as I say, eight years later, a, yeah, a flat, then a house, then a dog. We're still together, you know? Yeah. Those so, are the, uh, they're the big ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and literally the, the only next ch- uh, challenge is uh, children. So yeah. And do you know what? What if he gets there and I'm firing blanks? Jesus Christ. Uh, buy one. <laughs> buy, buy a kid. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Or steal one. Probably steal cheaper. one. Yeah. That's yeah. the, uh, yeah. Working in the school uh, is probably Yeah. Well, you've got, uh, got a lot of access. Yeah. yeah. Pick the best yeah. one as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can cherry pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. But have you seen their SAT score? Like yeah. this person is going to pay us back in the future. This would be great. It's a good shout. Yeah. Um, I could probably swindle. We could, you know, another kid from maybe year three. You know, let's let's not go reception. Let's have them, you know, potty trained and all the rest of it. Yeah, let's get sure. the kids that can make their own pat lunch. Let's think That's ahead, smart. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, for the benefit of the listener, um, I do have a DBS and um, <laughs> I am 100% legitimate uh, yes. able to work around it's children. So has got a, a DBS that proves that he hasn't been caught. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I actually because me the podcast that i do is about teaching and um, yes, yeah that's not just like my my you know what i talk about but um <laughs> i had brennan reese on who told me his friend worked as a teacher and um printed a you know he got a 
teaching qualification off eBay. So he wasn't actually a qualified teacher. No but he way. A, yeah, so he ended up working in this school for three years and then they asked to check his qualification and he then got one off eBay, which is like almost slightly worrying, but then is it a bit of a disservice to teachers that, you know, you do all this training, but effectively, yeah. I think if, you, if you're a people person and you can work with people, then you can teach. I've seen people that, you know, are qualified teachers and you go, your style yeah. just doesn't suit you should you know relaying information yeah because you've got you've got to be able to like be interesting and and, and, yeah. and actually hold people's attention and you know and if you are a robot the kids yeah. aren't gonna relate to that but yeah um so you know so effectively if you do want a dbs I imagine you could buy one of someone yeah i've got one I used, got, teach, yeah. I, I used to teach drums at school so oh did uh, you yeah how, how, how many years ago was this I, well, I only stopped about two years ago, if that. Um, right, what what year groups? Well, I, I I taught. Well, I mean, I once I once taught a man who was in his sixties, but right. from I think the youngest kid I had was seven, six or seven, something like that. Quite young, so like year one. That's cool. Like and then two, you, so like you, you were uh, just doing it in a inside a school, people coming in and out. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, a few you different schools. It? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I, do, I absolutely loved it, but it is mentally and emotionally draining because it's one of those things like a lot of the kids, especially uh, when you're teaching in secondary school, a lot of those kids are only there to get out of lessons. Mm. And then younger than that, in primary schools, a lot of them just don't retain information. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of, it's quite tough. You know, like I'm good, I've got, you can, you can adapt your teaching style to sort of different kids and that, but ultimately if they're not going to remember something they're not going to remember something uh, it doesn't yeah. matter how much you sort of get them to enjoy it they tend try. to send the kids that have like a bit of a, a aggression to drumming in the place that i've worked at yeah well i had uh i, I, said, I had give a, them sticks you know yeah i had a beautiful so, uh story of there was a kid who i went to go and teach at a school it's really rough school in uh, wolfham abbey and um I say really rough. Like I, I think I, I may have only seen the rough side of it, but I was told that it wasn't amazing. But I, uh, I taught this kid, and he, on his first lesson, he came in and he was one hundred percent off his face on coke, and he was like fourteen, fifteen. But like, there's no way that he wasn't. I've, uh, you know, I've worked in bars. I've seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, like, he was a bit of a, a problem child, and it sort of always get into arguments. But then, as soon as he started playing drums, I was teaching there for like two years. And he like he suddenly started concentrating and learned to play drums and he was doing really well, uh, like progressing quite quickly. And apparently, he started getting better in lessons as well. And it's just that's that's, that's it's amazing. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. but got then better in lessons, he wasn't doing lines on the table. No, <laughs> yeah. <it> was... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cutting it up with a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mixing it with uh, chalk from the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, doing little like symmetric, them little mirrors you get given when you do symmetry. He's yeah, like, yeah. Laid it out on one of them. They're like, yeah. can I have my mirror back? He's like, in a second. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! I know you're trying to pass your sats, but you know, I'm trying to get through this. Okay. <laughs> I've had a, I had a heavy night, man. I just need to need a bump. Yeah, we got PE yeah. next, right? Do you want to know why I'm so fast? <laughs> exactly. Um, that's cool. That's 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 a nice nice story. Because yeah. I suppose. I'm not, you know, I'm not cynical when it comes to kids at all. I think some kids that just need a level of positivity in their life. But what I really struggle to tolerate is those that will moan when you've given them a solution, yet they choose to carry on moaning and and basically don't 
They want you yeah. to do it for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's the bit where I go, well, someone else who is struggling but yet willing to give it a go, why would I waste my time on you when I can go and help them? Yeah, and, of course. You know, like that's almost, I think, something you've got to come to terms with, i.e. the kid as time goes on and whether they take enough notice to go, all right, I, I realise I've got to push, put something into this uh, for others to, you know, help me. But I've said to every kid I've worked with, like, you know, you can't push them and they doesn't want to move. So yes. if you want to move, I'll help you out. But if you don't, then, you know, I'm not going to babysit you, essentially. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. That, is, that, is, to, uh, that is nice when it works out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. But, I mean, that was... So I, I taught at two times in my life that, uh, when I was 19 uh, and I was probably too young to appreciate the job that I had. Right. It was, a, it was a very good job. And I was working for a couple of agencies. And I, I, I stopped doing that to go back to college. But it turns out I could have carried on doing that on the side and sort of kept in. And I wish I had. But, you know, you you live and learn. Uh, but then I went back to doing it sort of entirely off my own back, uh, well, a few years ago. But the school uh, that I was working at, like I was working at a few different schools at at times. But at, at that point, the school that I was working at was horrible. Like the... Um, the communication between the staff was terrible right. and like it just it just made me hate it mm. so that's why i got out that's uh, it when you've got bad bad stuff that's like you'd rather have bad kids over bad stuff every day yeah oh, for sure yeah 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 because at least when the staff give you the support it makes you sort of it makes you want to try you know and then yeah, chances exactly, yeah. are you, you will you, find you with the staff not with the kids you know yeah. um, the kids are there but uh yeah you deal more with uh with internal issues i would say yeah um, easier to have six or seven good staff on your side against 50 kids than you know 30 kids who are really really well behaved but six or seven staff who were all very snipey and yeah um, yeah undercutting of each other should i say yeah i had a flashback a minute ago of there was a, a, a parent of uh, one of these kids because they, they'd come into the school at the end of the day to come collect their kids and there was uh, one kid who I was teaching. So, like, you, you get paid from the parents, but normally the parents would pay the school and then the school would pay you. But the school was so disorganised that they made me get the money directly from the parents. So, like, it was an absolute nightmare. And I didn't get paid half the time. Again, why I left. Yeah, yeah. But at one time, this uh, this guy came in, just shouted at me, saying, why isn't my kid getting better at drums? Rah, 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 rah. And like, and he's going on for ages. And I was like, I mean, he he doesn't turn up to some of his lessons. Like, I'll go and get him, but then he sometimes he doesn't even come, or he just says he doesn't want to. And he's like, Yeah, well, then you should be bringing the kids back. And I was like, I can't pick them up and carry them. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, like, you need to tell your kid to bring to go to the lessons. And he's like, No, no, you should be doing that. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I should actually. Like, that's yeah. It's outrageous, um, and then he's going like when, when he is at lessons. Like, why why aren't you learning? I was like, like he is to an extent, but he's refusing to learn half the time, or he's getting up and running around the room. Like, what am I supposed to do? Tackle him? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one option. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's true though. I think it's it's different because you're almost what you're doing is like an extracurriculum activity, yeah, with him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I would have assumed if a kid is signed up for that, they want to go you know you would think yeah yeah definitely yeah but it's when i've never had a parent go mental at me that's the only time it's happened to be fair that's the only time you've had it yeah yeah um i, I wouldn't i wouldn't feel uncomfortable if you like if a parent did go mental at me um i think 
because I know, I know I, I, it takes a lot for me to lose my head, like really lose yeah. my temper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because of the circumstances of the kids I work with, if a parent did go off at me and they were like, I don't know, for instance, saying that I wasn't doing my job, my, you know, my role while working at the school with their yeah. kid, I'd be like, well, I'd just lay out the bare bones of like what, what their kid does in terms of their behavior and um, what is and isn't acceptable. And it's like, you know, you 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 tell me if I tell me if I'm still the dickhead in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if they fail to see that, then I go, well, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, does it? Um, and like sometimes I think there's there's parents that if you've had a kid who actually this hasn't happened to me directly, but I've I've heard of it where a kid will be pulled up on his behaviour. Parents are informed. Parents then question the kid when they get home that day and then the yeah. next day ring in and say that essentially it never happened. The, you know, I've spoken to him. He said, he's not, he said, he's not done that. Um, and you know, the school are the bad guys, but then when it happens again and then again and again and again, you think what narrative are you giving that child? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you can deny to the point that it just goes away. And it's like the idea of learning to accept responsibility and sitting in your fuck up. Like, I think that's so valuable. I don't think kids are allowed to fail enough, to be honest. Um, yeah. And because you, 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 failure is like feedback, you know what I mean? You get so much information, especially like when you're gigging. You yeah. Know, you, do, you do a 10-minute set and you die in your ass. There is so much within that 10 minutes that you can change and, you know, adapt that you wouldn't consider if you'd smashed it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you think, well, I'm never going to do that joke again, but you still have to think about it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, you know, if, if you don't think about it, then well, yeah, I don't think you should be doing comedy because if you've said for 10 years, that crowd were funny tonight, then, you know, maybe, maybe it's your set's just not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the crowd. It's like you're just not doing the work. Yeah, um, yeah. And that translates to a kid with the behavior. Like if you're dicking about all the time and you're realizing you're getting pulled up on things and yet you continually do it, but then won't accept the the failure of that, then, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not moving forward. You're just stagnating, but yeah. getting older. Um, so, you know, you, you need to, you need to, you need to get your ass in gear, so to speak. How many times have I said so to speak on this? Um, feels like a parent's evening. I'll I'll count Um, it up if you want. I'll do a tally. Yeah. I think I've said it at least three, four times. Um, but yeah, if a parent went mad at me, I would, I think I'd be pretty like calm. Most recently I had a kid call me a pussy hole. Um, (laughs) yeah, which, uh, I went to go and help him off the ground and he looked up at me put his hand in the air, made eye contact with me and went, help me up, pussy hole. And then I was like, <laughs> what? I, I, I said, did you just call me a pussy hole? And uh, he was like, no, I wasn't saying it to you. I was saying it to my friends. And I was like, your mates weren't around you. You had eye contact with me and you had your hand in the air. I was like, you might as well have pointed at me, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't saying it to you. And I was like, you're bullshitting me. Like I said, you must think I'm a massive dickhead if you think you're getting away with that. And then uh, he kept denying it. I spoke to his dad, who I know his dad from other members of staff have said like he can be quite um difficult right right uh, and i was just straight away just like you know this is what your lad said and uh that's that and he was like yeah i'm really not happy about that and i said yeah well you know appreciate it you know he, he spoke to him and all the rest of it and the lad apologized the next day but i was like i'd have more respect for you if you actually just owned up to the fact you you said it to me you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's like nah didn't didn't say it to you though did i i was like uh you, you did you know yeah. i was like so so if i look away now and said your name and then insert whatever insult, but I wasn't saying it to you. It was like, 
uh, yeah, you, effectively you could do that. It's like, oh God, effectively you're missing your dinner. All right, go and sit in the classroom. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. You sound like, uh, sound like you should be on that. So, is it Educating Yorkshire? Is that the... Um, Educating Yorkshire. Uh, well, that would... Uh, different county. Um, well, yes, yeah, I know that. I'd, I'd go on it. First bit of TV, why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> I also think I'm not, I'm not cynical when it comes to teaching at all. Like, I enjoy my job. I enjoy working with kids. I think some kids just need that level of positivity, but there are some kids that uh, things are sugar-coated to a point where you're like, this is just ineffective. You know, you're giving them like a placebo lesson every day. I don't know, some kids learn faster than others and um, yeah. some kids just, you know, never learn. Like you, you meet some numpties as an adult and you think, oh, I wonder what they were like as kids who were probably worse, you know. They've, yeah, just, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they've just now got a driving license and maybe a little bit more patience. Um, but yeah, I, I I, think it's, I've worked more with boys that have behavior problems than girls. But yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a dickhead in school. I knew where the line was and I pushed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was being cheeky, but I was never, I'd never tell a teacher to fuck off or anything like that. No, same. Um, and then, like, basic things of like time and a place and like understanding what isn't is and isn't acceptable. Um, some kids just like, yeah, just don't get it. And then when you pull them up, they look at you like, whoa. You're like, you know, you, you've, you've just like strangled a girl. Yeah. You know, yeah, but she was in the way. It was like, all right, okay. <laughs> so you're in the way now. Let me strangle you. No, you can't do that. Well, you're in the way. Well, yeah. you can't do that. Well, why did you do it to her? Well, she was in the way. Do you, do you understand the point I'm making here? And the kid's like looking at you. You're just like, I'd, if I strangled you, it'd probably make my job easier, you know? Because then yeah. you wouldn't be in for a few days. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm quite real with the kids, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just hope that none of your colleagues uh, ever listen to this podcast <laughs> uh do you know what about the um head teacher of the place i works at listens to my podcast um does he yeah it was just you a sheer, talk yeah, about the same fan. sort of um, stuff big fan yeah it's uh like i'm not like trying to plug mine here but because we've spoken so much about teaching because yeah. my podcast is about sharing anonymous stories from teachers so they've got the freedom to get things off the chest and, and effectively say what right, they okay. say and their their stories that they sent in. So like the first one was about a kid who in the middle of a science lesson, sex education lesson, sorry, went up to his teacher and said, um, sir, do you know when you ejaculate? Um, and his teacher was like, uh, like, you know, in, in the in the context of the lesson was like, uh, yeah, like, what, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, can you make it happen or does it just happen? And he was like, <laughs> um, you know, trying to figure out what's a way to answer this without, incriminating himself or you know effectively yeah. saying to a kid well you can you can wank or you can yeah. you know have a wet dream but um yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like well you can and you can't you know like sometimes you have a wet dream and he, he, he you know dressed it up in teacher language and then this kid was like uh okay well i think i ejaculated at boss stop this morning um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> the the teachers then got to kind of get to the bottom of what's happened in this boy's pants so the teachers telling the events of the story while overlaying his thoughts of what were going through his head at the time and like you know what he wished he would have said in hindsight yeah um, so effectively like that's the 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 tone of all the stories that get sent to me for the podcast um, and incredible uh, yeah it's just because it's anonymous like it's quite freeing because i'm reading it but the teacher themselves as I've, I've got an outlet but yeah most of the stories I've had, uh, teachers have gone, oh, we, like, we've needed something like this, or um, I'm really enjoying the 
I suppose the, the the silliness of it, because going back to the earlier point that at this moment in time, te- the, the world of teaching is a little bit doom and gloom for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's been a, a nice outlet for, for, for teachers, especially to just have a bit of a laugh and not, you know, not have to worry about, I don't know, homeschooling bits and bobs and yeah. parents who are stressing out because their kids are behind and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you'll have to, uh, if, if, if anyone is listening and has enjoyed any of the, the, the bollocks that I've said for the past 40 minutes, um, do, do, do feel free to check out the staff room podcast. I've got comedian guests on every week, but yeah. that's, that's the long and short of that. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I, well, I've got a long list of podcasts to listen to, but I'll, uh, I'll get around to it. It sounds like fun. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. It's, uh, I've, I'm, I'm nearly finished with the first term, right? Right. Know? Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do 20 episodes and include within that an award show, which is like oh, okay, nice. student of the year and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna have a bit of time off, recoup some new stories from teachers, um, and then yeah, go again with a new term. So nice. Do you uh, do you record them sort of much in advance? Yeah, I, I initially I, I kind of banked about four of them and then um, started you know scheduling them. Um, yeah. but I recorded one yesterday with David Eagle. That's going out on Friday. Uh, I'm recording one tomorrow with Josh Pugh and that that'll go out the following Friday. So, um, uh, you know, a week in advance, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, with you doing your podcast, it's, it's very time consuming. I really enjoy oh, yeah. the conversations and, and the, and the production of it. Uh, but I think all in all, it probably takes about six hours to do one episode. You Including know, that's recording. Like, yeah. That's the editing, yeah, yeah. social media uh, recording. Yeah. 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 It is. Uh, it is quite time consuming. And, you know, because it's effectively free, you're not getting paid for it. But I don't mind that. I enjoy, I'd say I enjoy doing it. I just want yeah. to, um, I don't want to do it a disservice and dilute the show if um, if time is of, of the essence, mm. you know. Have you, uh, have you got a Kofi page or anything? What's a Kofi page? It's is one of those like, Patreon? yeah, sort of, but like with, without the rewards. It's where people okay. just send you money. Hmm. I don't have a Kofi page. I, I have a Patreon page, which um, oh, has z- yeah, okay. zero content on it yet. I've um, I've got all the content banked up, but um, I I don't know. I've, I you know it's it's had it's had like it's got a decent amount of listeners. Um, yeah, the podcast, but I feel cheeky saying to people at this moment in time, um, come and basically you know pay me money per month. Um, yeah, yeah. When uh, when I'm still, I, I think at the moment the podcast is it's good, but I know it can be better. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, I, I think for the second term, I'll get the Patreon in place because I've got to recoup some stories again and get the, yeah. get the you know, the piggy bank back up to a decent number. Um, but it's just a lot of banging on the drums, like, you know, getting getting teachers to send stuff in. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you know any teachers, any teachers are listening, please I do send loads, a story yeah. in to the Staff Room podcast. The email address is staffroompod at gmail.com. Check out any of the episodes. It's 100% anonymous. No one that has sent anything in has been sacked. And uh, yeah, it's a good laugh. Like, it's a good laugh. So if you know some, Sai, please do send yeah. them my way. I will. Yes, I will indeed. Have you um, have you had any sort of any stories in that would get people very, very much in trouble? Uh, yeah, defo. Um, 100%. The episode three, I believe, with Josh Jones, it was that episode yeah it was episode three it, it it was a story that came in from a teacher about another member of staff they worked with who was a head teacher and this head teacher basically uh, got the job in this so this school they worked in was an semh school which is a social emotional mental health school um, right it's like 
it's not necessarily mainstream, but the kids in there are very, very, very challenging. Um, And the person that sent the story in, I'd been working at the school for a while, was a very respected member of staff, was pipped for a promotion and all these, you know, positive things. And then there was a head teacher of the school ended up having to uh, take an absence of leave and a new head teacher was put in place. And this new head teacher was like uh, Miss Trunchbull, right? Right. um, But yeah, it was just not, they, this member of staff and the head teacher didn't gel at all. Um, And the head teacher was, um, she, she made an eight year old boy stand, stand outside in the snow with no shoes on as punishment for five minutes. And the kid couldn't attend school the next day because he had essentially like burns on his feet because of the snow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and w- what century was this? Uh, like five years ago. I mean, unreal. Yeah, yeah. That, so yeah, yeah. If you told me that a Victorian teacher had sent you that story, then uh, that that would make sense to some extent. Yeah. Um, that's horrendous. That's that's that that's, that's like. Yeah, that's a snippet of part of the story that they sent through. That was quite a long, a long one that they sent me for episode three. But it just the member of staff was complaining about the head teacher they worked with and their teaching methods. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. But then I've had other ones where, you know, some teachers have kind of vented on students that they've had that have just been like this kid's an idiot, uh, but not being very polite about them, but in a very humorous way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then other ones where like real toe curling moments where the teachers put their foot in it massively. And if they've sent it in, I, I think it's clear that they're able to laugh about it because they, you know, they're at least sharing it. But there was there was one on episode two, which Jack Carroll and Pete Selwood are the guests on. And the teacher, <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but like but essentially the teacher's a supply teacher. He goes into the class, bites off way more than they can chew. And uh, it comes back to bite him in the ass. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, but they're all they're all different types of stories um you know kids that have like just dropped their pants in the middle of a lesson um, <laughs> there was a um a kid who went on a shitting spree around the school in in toilets no 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 just like corridors um just oh, like no. yeah, yeah um i'm trying to think i i'll tell you which one i was I, i'm Episode number 10, I had a guy on called Alex Price, who was a, a teacher himself a few years ago. He taught in North Wales and he was he was in the news um, a few months ago because the BBC ran a story on the fact that he was fired from his job and struck off from teaching for two years because of an anonymous blog that he wrote came to light of the oh, school that he worked in. I heard about this. And I had him on as a guest, and it's it's an interesting episode. I, you know, I will give a bit of a word of warning. The um, the audio for it on his side wasn't very good because it was coming through his webcam, and alert me lesson. I should have got him to have a you know external uh, recording on his phone, but you know that's yeah, my yeah. fault. But it was interesting chatting to him because as soon as I read the news story, I was like, "There's way more to this than meets the eye." Because the news story was really funny because it, it basically had punchlines from the blog post that he put he'd written right. um and when i spoke to him he gave a full story of what was going on at the school and and what happened with the blog and stuff like that and um this school was just like unbelievably corrupt oh wow and 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 essentially in comparison to what this teacher had done with an, an anonymous blog morally compared to what this school were doing uh to members of staff like contractually and you know swapping things around and all the rest of it with no um just not being very transparent i was yeah. like i think it's definitely now in a in a culture where like cancel culture is so massive and um 
you know, people are very quick to point the finger. It yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting um, for people to get the, get the, you know, the full, full picture. Um, so that was an interesting episode, but we didn't necessarily share um, an, an anonymous story. It was more uh, Alex's story. And the episode's called The Provoked Pedago, which was the name of his blog. Um, right. But yeah, the audio on his side, it is a bit, is a bit muffly, but. It was it was an interesting listen. Um, I would just say put your headphones in if you're listening to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I I heard all about that story and uh, was uh, incensed at the time. So yeah, yeah I'll be uh, I'll be interested was, to hear that. Um, he's he's you know he's doing very well for himself now, and to hear him like it, it's clear that what he was writing was a joke, right? You know, and it wasn't yeah, meant yeah. in a malicious way, but the the school and the uh like teacher unions have have tried to spin it in such a way that he is the villain you know but i think after uh and don't let you know don't let me sway you on this uh, i think after listening to the the episode it'd be very difficult not to look at the circumstances of everything and go actually maybe he's not the dickhead in this situation yeah, yeah. which is my opinion on it you know but i don't know if if, if that if that teases you you know go, go and uh, go make your own <laughs> mind up <laughs> yeah nice now you so oh, did you start that during the lockdown then? Yeah, I started it in um, September. So yeah, uh, we well, yeah, started like the planning of it in September. Launched it in January. Um, nice. And January this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Well, oh, felt like it's longer ago. Yeah. No. No. It's uh, four. I'm fourteen. Fourteen episodes on Friday. Um, yeah. Nice. So uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've 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 enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed doing a podcast. Um, I just don't want to dilute the show because I'm I'm starting to burn through the stories that I've got. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to have weeks where, because um, the format is like I get a guest on, we have a chat about their school days, share the story, have a bit of a laugh, and uh, you know, yeah, everyone goes home happy. Um, yeah. But I don't want to start diluting uh, the show by just getting guests on and chatting about school and there not yeah. being a uh, an anonymous story, you know, to, to share. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll um I'll get something sorted. Becoming essentially what this podcast has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your podcast you is uh, comedian, <laughs> you know, comedians chatting over tea, isn't it? So you've got yeah, it, it, we're, we're doing exactly what it says on the tin. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just don't want to uh, piss off the uh, the staff roomies, should I say? Yeah. You uh, you said that you were writing scripts through lockdown what, what what were you writing for oh i wrote a few things um so saddled onto the documentary that i was doing about the guy that lost his sight um i started yeah, writing a script about a um essentially like the character was called miles he was a travel photographer who picture like national geographic that type of guy okay uh you know lives his life out of a bag travels all around the world and loves what he does is essentially diagnosed with a condition called uh, uh, retinous pigmentosa, which essentially means you're gradually going blind. Right. And he moves back home to said place, Manchester, doesn't tell his family that he's going blind, but his family are surprised to see him because he's been away for so many years and there were reasons to why he's left, but now they're unsure as to why he's returned. And it's because essentially the ground beneath his feet is swallowing him up and he doesn't know what to do. So, right. um, yeah, he's got no other option to go home and figure out his next step. So that was that was the script. Wow. Is that fiction or? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Nice. <laughs> is, uh, is there anything happening well, with that? Uh, well, no, I've, I've, uh, I've, no, no, not as of yet. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, nice. Well, uh, that sounds like the sort of thing that would be very interesting to see. So, uh, well, thank you very much. Hopefully, uh, it's I've kind of put it on the back burner for the time being, but it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a, it's a difficult skill writing scripts to stand up because it's not necessarily a comedy. It's you know it's got laughs within it, um, but it's more like the laughs aren't obvious. You know, it's like the interactions between family members and that kind yeah, of like yeah, real, yeah. real life feel to it. But yeah. I must have rewrote the fucking thing. Double figures, you know. Um, yeah. But I enjoy doing it. But at this moment in time, I, I, I feel like it's a bit, it's become a bit of an echo chamber when I look at it, you know. So yeah, um, yeah I've yeah. got to give it, give it a bit of space and room to breathe. to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure. um, you know, I might be, I might have be telling the story completely the wrong, wrong way round. But yeah, it's a, it's an idea that sat in, I've, I've played with for about four years, uh, yeah. and then. Yeah, across that four-year period, I'd like done a lot of research, attended um, support groups for people that have lost their sight, and oh, wow. that's a really copper feel for what that world is like. Um, but yeah, at this moment in time, it's uh, it's on the back burner. So if anyone steals it, right, I'll batter you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it means it's holding a knife. It's uh, it looks yeah, serious. Exactly. Yeah, smash you up with me tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> I do just want to say, for the uh, for the sake of the listeners and the the sake of the tea company that sent me this uh, this this tea that I've drunk, because I don't generally sort of talk much about tea, even though it's a tea podcast, but it doesn't it doesn't come up that much. That being said, uh, this one is from a company called Good and Proper Tea, who are one of the latest companies to have sent me just a massive box of tea, and uh, it's an ind- independent company, and they're really really good. They've got a great sort of story behind their existence so i would i would recommend going to check that out on their instagram okay. but this uh this roy bosch very very good it's uh it describes it as a honey sweet caffeine free cup with notes of dried cherries and vanilla and honestly you can taste all of that and it is lovely that's good so, yeah. I, I i would recommend the lemon and ginger stir fry tea that i've had uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know if you're into your chinese food uh but you like it you know, warm. Um, but yeah, who's who's eating cold Chinese food? What savage is doing that? Some um, monster. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've, I've enjoyed me tea. Um, I'm, yeah, nice. I say a coffee man. I've not even had to have a coffee this morning because I didn't want to ruin my palate. Yeah, that's how prepared I was for your podcast. Yeah, today. I respect that. That's cool, man. Yeah, very very much appreciated. Try the other ones that I sent you as well. I can't remember what I sent you, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I will do. My I'm girlfriend's sure a, a big loose leaf tea fan, and she's uh, she's pinched a few. Oh, um, nice. She, uh, she she was like, what ones do you think you won't drink? Um, <laughs> and uh, I was, I think it was about five in there, something like that. Um, I said, but you pick, take the ones you want, and I'll I'll see what's left. And yeah. uh, lemon and ginger, that was, whew, slipped under the radar from her. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think that'd be sort of a particularly inviting, or if it was just sort of good for your throat, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, well, that's what, I've been I've I've been a bit under the weather the past. Uh, past week or so so i think that's what drew me to the lemon and ginger you know yeah um but it's uh it's, it's worth a dream yeah nice good i'm glad you enjoyed it and but it is total bollocks when people say if you're hot have a cup have a hot drink so it'll cool you down that is total bollocks absolutely like, i'm sweating my tits off here uh <laughs> that is because i have uh i have some tea emergency questions okay and that is one of them that comes up not Every time I ask different ones each time, but uh, yeah, that one comes up quite often, and uh, it is bollocks. It's oh, uh, yeah. I think I think it's Paul Savage said that like the the closest that it could be is that it makes you sweat, and sweat is designed to cool you down. 
So yeah, well, possibly, it's, it's, but it is as yeah, bollocks, sweaty it, bollocks. It doesn't regulate body it. temperature like people say. It's nonsense. Yeah. Total Good. sweaty bollocks. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> sweaty bollocks, or just uh, uh... yeah, both. I like it. <laughs> right. So I've got a few questions that aren't necessarily tea based, but they're leading on from sort of other conversations that I've had. What is the worst way you've ever been introduced to stage? Because I was once introduced to stage as C.D. Abbas. Okay. Because um, I, um, I, I, I can imagine people getting your surname wrong. Yeah, okay. I've had people abandon my surname. Just go like, <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry. Okay, I've had that. Um, <laughs> and I have it saved on my phone. In fact, I'll play it. Right? I'll play it because it's only, it's only uh, a couple of seconds. But the, he doesn't run it anymore. But there's essentially a guy in Bolton who uh, is called Lee Tomo, who used to run Bolton Comedy Club. And I've saved this in my phone because it brings me so much joy. Um, <laughs> this is the funniest and the <laughs> um, the funniest and the worst I've I've been introduced. Okay, so I'll play it for you now. Harry Starchy, ladies and gentlemen, Harry Starchy to the stage. Um, and uh, I've never That's heard amazing. my second name being pronounced Starchy before. Um, the correct pronunciation is Stachini. A lot of people say Stachini or, yeah, uh, yeah if you're Lee Tomo. Harry Starchy. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I, I would have introduced you as uh, Stachini, otherwise. Yeah, Stachini, yeah. C-H Stachini. is a K. That's you got to oh, look okay. at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, do you know what? I'm not one of them that's like iron mighty about it. Um, yeah. I've just been aware though. Was I meant to be recording anything at my end? No, 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 no. It's oh, fine. thank fuck. You know, yeah, I yeah. was thinking I've not pressed anything and, uh, you know, not that I've given you gold, but still, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't believe you're wasting my time, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Um... <laughs> no there's, uh, some people do sometimes, but I've, I've had a few accidents in the last year of sort of missing people because I started recording this before like in the year before uh, lockdown. So right. so sort of going going to recording online was a bit of a, a change of pace. Uh, and as such, I did have some accidents and just didn't record their end. But I'm quite I'm fastidious about it now. So we're okay. all good. That's a great word, fastidious. Oh, thank you. Does um, that mean like uh, on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll check, do all the checks and... Uh... That's Look at the difference in our vocab. Fastidious, <laughs> and I'm you. Are you on it? <laughs> yeah. Are you are you quite with it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, he's fastidious. He's what? Yeah. He's on it. Cool. Um. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's great, Harry Starchy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Harry Starchy. That's a pretty good rip of it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Now, I had uh, Lloyd Langford on the last episode, and he was telling me that, because uh, I, I asked him about a couple of the things that were written on his uh, Wikipedia page, and he's got someone that goes onto his Wikipedia page and just changes details. Uh, <laughs> he, he said his favourite of which was that uh, someone said that he used to be a blacksmith. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, which is pretty amazing. What is your favourite lie that's been told about you? Favourite lie that's been told about me? Um... Yeah. Ooh, um, within the comedy world, just in general. Uh, my dad told me I the only reason I was allowed into the family is because they had another, another son before me. His name was Michael, and um, he had to well, he chose to leave to allow me to come in. <laughs> and as a result of that, my mum and dad love Michael so deeply 
because he, he basically gave his space up in the family for me. Um, but he couldn't live with us. So that was always <laughs> like, always brought up. It was like, uh, yeah, if, if my dad might go, Michael, sorry, I mean, Harry, just, um, and Mike, Michael doesn't exist, right? But the lengths to which that line has gone to, when my mum and dad divorced and they were moving out the house, there was a family phone book. And whatever possessed me to look under S, right? I don't know. <laughs> but under S was Michael Stacchini and then a number, which my dad has obviously written in years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the idea that Harry might one day come across this. And I did. And, uh, you know, I have to credit the man for the lengths in which he'll go to to cause emotional damage. Um, that's amazing. But, yeah, that's that's the best. That's the best one, I would say. <laughs> the fact that I have a brother who gave up his space in the family for me to allow to be in the family. That's incredible. That's a deep lie as well to, to oh, add. Yeah. Like, there's every chance that you'll find things. Like, can yeah. you imagine, I mean, you know, God forbid, uh, when he dies, if you read his will <laughs> and there's stuff left to Michael... Yeah, that's, that that would be fucking brutal. Um, That'd be incredible. But yeah, it, it, it even gets brought up now. Like, if, if, if my dad's trying to wind me up, he'll call me Michael. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I love funny. the guy. You know, you've got to have thick skin in our family. Um, yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, amazing. In fact, that's so good that I almost don't want to ruin it with another question. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've been having a lot of weird dreams through lockdown. Well, no, I say that. I have a lot of weird dreams all the time. Okay. But in particular, I think a lot of people were reporting that their dreams got really weird during lockdown. And at one point, I woke up in the middle of the night to Google what is the coldest that Julie Waters has ever been. I didn't find out the answer. But what is the weirdest question that you've asked as a result of a dream? You can also reinterpret that and say what's like the most your mind has been changed about something. I can't remember who it was. It was someone on a few episodes ago who said that they used to not like something. They dreamt about it and now they like it. Um, I, I, my, my girlfriend tells me a lot about her dreams, um, which I believe is quite common, you know, for it within most couples. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, that's that's a tough one for me. I I I I do dream, but I'm not. Um, if I have like a mad one, I tend to keep it to myself. Right? Yeah. Um, because I'm like, I've got to figure this shit out before I start telling people <laughs> about it. You know. Yeah. I can't just unleash this and then then be like, okay, I'm not sitting next to you on the bus. Um, yeah. But what's changed my mind as a result of a dream? Imagine if it was like, you know, I went to bed and woke up and decided probably best to not be racist, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a good dream to have, to be fair. Yeah, just, yeah, I changed. Uh, I literally had a dream. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> come morning, I was like, I'm going to take the burning cross out of the garden. This is yeah. um, No, I, I've, I, I don't know, uh, in answer to your question. I've, I've had dreams that have been very vivid, like, you know, thinking yeah. there's people in the house. I call out in my sleep uh, quite a lot. My girlfriend yeah. tells me that. What so, sort of things? Most recently, I remember waking up in the middle of the night. This was within the dream, proper inception time. Right, shit. okay. And that there's someone above me strangling me. Could have been the boy I work with, you know, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> You were yeah, in his someone... way, sure. Yeah, exactly. I knew I'd get you back, sir. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he was strangling me, this figure, whatever it was. And I called out to say, leave us alone. And my girlfriend Poppy said to me, she was like, "That's uh, that was really sweet. And I took the piss saying, imagine if I'd called out like, take her instead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, like that's it. Yeah. Even in my dreams, I'm not a shit house. You know what I mean? We we, we, we had the the house alarm went off on Friday night at like half two in the morning. Right. And we got burgled a few years ago. I told this on stage on Sunday, but um, I, the house alarm went off and like how loud it is and how quickly I got out of bed surprised me. Like, 
So yeah. I grabbed the bar from under the bed and started making my way downstairs. But I'd got out of bed at such a rate that like I'd slid out the bed, if that made sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all yeah. my pants had kind of like bunched up at the, at the I had like no belly button on show. Okay. <laughs> um, but this like little bar in my hand um, and went into the kitchen and it was just the dog. But like, oh, I remember thinking half a downstairs, like if there is someone in the house, I really don't know what I'm going to do. But then my girlfriend was very like nonchalant when I went back upstairs. Um, she was like, you know, is everything all right? And I was like, my heart was going a thousand mile an hour. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, everything's fine. But I appreciate the fact that, uh, yeah, so what would, you, what would you have done if there was someone in the house and she was like, I would have put my dressing gown on. I was like, that's your first point of call. <laughs> you want to look nice, do your hair. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you shit And you're out, downstairs you giving the dummy kicking. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A long answer to a short question. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. Cool. Right. A bit of wrap up because uh, for many reasons, but n- not least, I-, I need a toilet, which is how I think 95% of these podcasts end now. Is I just announced yeah. that I need the toilet and the... Uh, tea. Warm, yeah. nice, warm bladder. Yeah, Elast- exactly. Elasticated bladder. Have you got anything that you want to plug, uh, like social media or anything or projects? Um, Obviously a podcast. Yeah, obviously, uh, I'd say the Staff Room podcast is probably uh, the main one, right? So it's on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, podcasts, like ev- literally everything. If you go on, if you put yeah. in the Staff Room podcast anchor, right, you'll find any platform you want to listen to it on there. There's new episodes every Friday. The first term will be finishing probably within the next five, six weeks. But all the episodes that have... I genuinely think they're, they're good. You know what I mean? The comedian guests that yeah. come on have loved it. and um, I've, I've seen a lot of the people. snippets and and they're very funny. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and the, like, you know what I mean? There's like people that being alive at the Apollo and stuff like that. There's some credentials, you know, so you're yeah. not just getting a guy who, um, you know, does work in a school, but also does comedy, which yeah. is me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can follow me on uh, at Staff Room Pod on Instagram. It's a pod underscore staff on Twitter. Uh, staff room pod on facebook and if you want to get me on my socials that's at harry stakini which is s-t-a-c-h-i-n-i and that's on instagram facebook and twitter is at h stakini and then yeah i just tend to put all my bits and pieces out on my socials like most nice. people uh i run a couple of gigs i'm on a, a sunday and a wednesday sunday in manchester wednesday in liverpool so if you want to come and see me try out some jokes by all means um, come yeah. check it out or you might have heard this and gone, I switched off after 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and if you have, you know, you're a coward. And that's not going to hurt your feelings because you're not here. <laughs> yeah, you're not listening to it. They they, they don't know that you've said that to them. Yeah. It's a, um, a very empty threat that's like running off up the road and going, yeah, go on in. <laughs> yeah. But if, if someone gets in touch and say, we've met Michael Stacchini, you can fuck right <laughs> off. Right, <okay. laughs> oh, I really hope someone does. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But no, yeah. thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on, man. It's been lovely. Been an absolute pleasure. Hey, well, thank and, you. Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's rarely I get to go on people's podcasts, so I've I've enjoyed being in the, the passenger seat, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, uh, it's nice not to do the editing on a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, well I've <laughs> I have i have i have got some editing to do this afternoon, but um yeah. I think next time I'm gonna get a setup where I don't have to hold the mic so I can at least peel the orange that I was gonna yeah. eat that is now room temperature, which is the worst temperature for an orange man. I like them so cold. Dear. Yeah. How is this the first time this is coming up? And enjoy maybe in two hours. Yeah. Well, I, I like them room temperature. Oh, see, I want them. Or slightly want to chilled. Hurt my face. <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, that's that's sharp and I've got sensitive teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, you like the punishment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm weird like that, you know? I like, um, 
I like things that kind of have a little bit of pain to them, you know? Um, yeah, sure. But nothing yeah, sexual, yeah. just to clarify that before they go, okay, this guy yeah. seemed really wholesome and now he's going down the pain pain route. No, um, no, not sexual. No, just like if you're having a burger, you put a little bit of glass in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, yeah. Nothing major, just a yeah. sprinkling of <laughs> smashed up Stella. Yeah, yeah. Stella Lovely. relish. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Stellish, if you will. Yeah, Stellish, there you go. Um, yeah. What do you want, mate? Sort of Stellish, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, thanks very much, man. Uh, it's been Thank really you. lovely. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. And uh, if I'm in Manchester, hopefully I'll, I'll pop over for one of your gigs. Yeah, by all means, if you want to come do one. Sunday, yeah. Wednesday, um, pick one. You can come and do one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll see you around on the circuit. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And let me know when this is out, because I will share the shit out of it for you. Yes, I will. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll ask for a, a photo as well, a, a, a selfie with your mug, which says H on it, by the way. Now, is that uh, oh, is yeah. that... A branded for you or are you just a big fan of line of duty uh that is branded for me mate yeah that was yeah. A, a, a mug that my girlfriend bought for me um, nice. and uh you know yeah I'm, wife, I'm naturally drawn to it my wife got me these uh so, what's that stand for the the comedian's tea party with side eaves <laughs> that's you know it almost looks like um like the name of a news station from like the yeah, yeah yeah that's what i got there um See, uh, that's cool. See, we're both we're both rocking initials. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me on, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna go and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna uh, go to work. Well, you enjoy the air conditioned, you know, yeah. warehouse of Screwfix. Yeah, yeah. If only it was. <laughs> that's a dream. Right. Look cool. after yourself, mate. And uh, yeah, you I'll too, man. You soon, right? Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye. See you later. Bye. So that was Harris Dakini. Great fun, lovely bloke. I'm sure you will agree because you'd be mad not to. Don't forget, if you want to follow him on social media, he is on Instagram. He's at Harris Dakini. Twitter, he is at H Dakini. His podcast on Twitter is at pod underscore staff. And on Instagram, he is at StaffringPod. And just search, search for him on Facebook and you'll find him. It's, uh, it's just Harris Dakini. There's, uh, there's not many of them. Don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast and you want to show your appreciation, you don't know how, maybe you've got a bit of spare change in your pocket, you've had a good time during a lockdown, then chuck us a donation over at ko-fi.com forward slash sideeves. All of that money goes back into the podcast. We've not had loads of donations so far, and that's absolutely fine uh, because we don't need them, but it does it does help me sort of improve the equipment and that sort of thing. And, and it, it will help me buy my first load of merch so that I can sell you all that because that's happening. The, I've got some of the uh, preliminary designs for it the other day and they look great and I'm very excited to have those with you soon. I've not really got much to plug myself. Got some gigs coming up. Oh, I'm in the process of booking. I'm waiting to hear later this week. Uh, I'm booking Faversham Fringe. I'm doing a, a work in progress show there, which is called Cyclops. So yeah, that's about losing the vision in one of my eyes and sort of getting it back in the journey that I've been on with that. There's sort of a lot more. Maybe I'm just getting some visual perspective as well. We'll see. I'm writing it. It's not fully written, but it is honestly some of my best work that I've done and I'm very excited to be bringing it to you. So come and see that if you're in Kent or anywhere near and you want to come and see it. I'm also going to be looking to do some London dates and probably some Essex dates at some point also. And wherever, but you know, I'm not limited to where I'm going. If you want me to come to where you are, just let me know. Get in touch. 
at teapartypod at gmail.com. That is the letter teapartypod at gmail.com. Right, I'm absolutely boiling. So I'm going to go and turn the fan back on. And, well, I will see you next week. Next week, we're going to have a different guest on to who I said. I was supposed to be recording with Darren Harriet the other day, but his schedule, like, he's a very, very busy man. So I did I did announce that last week. It's happening. It's just not happening yet. So that that is to come. But in the meantime, I've got some other excellent guests coming up for this week. So you are welcome. Look forward to those. I look forward to seeing you later. Take it easy. Drink a lot of water because it's hot out. Need to keep hydrated. That is important. That's my advice for you. Tell everyone you love them all the time. It's always nice because I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) 